Hello, everybody, and welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. I'm here today on assignment again at Pebble Beach, but this time I'm with the folks over at Putnam Leasing talking to their CEO, Stephen Posner. Stephen, thank you firstly so much for making the time here. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. It's been like everything so far. It's obviously been a whirlwind since we've just talked. You flew in, what, yesterday? I actually flew in on Monday, um, uh, Tuesday. I'm sorry. It's like, and it's almost. Th- it's Thursday now, right? I'm losing the track of the days already, and the best is yet to come. I know, I know, because the the auction, obviously, that you're involved with here is Friday and Saturday night, correct? Correct. And so, tell me a little bit about you and about uh, Putnam Leasing. How do you guys get involved with uh, Gooding Company here at Pebble? Well, we are the exclusive lessor or leasing company for the cars that are bought and leased through this auction. Um, We've been involved with them for about a year, and uh, we've actually been doing business with them since their inception, uh, but not on uh, the exclusive uh, relationship that we have right now. We do business with all of the um, auction companies here in uh, in Pebble Beach this weekend, but uh, Pebble Beach, uh, sorry, Gooding is the exclusive uh, um, auction that Putnam handles. Okay, and so could you tell me a little bit more about for the listeners here about what is it that you actually do in regards to the leasing factor? How much does that play a part in this auction, for example, and, and what do you do specifically? Well, Putnam, first of all, has been around since the early '80s. Mm-hmm. We are the largest and oldest independent lessor of the kind of cars that are sold at this auction and all the other auctions. Uh, we don't only do auction business. Um, we do business with hundreds of dealers throughout the United States on the cars that you see here, also uh, new and, and pre-owned cars at various dealers throughout the United States. So what we do here is we uh, solicit our customers and Goodings customers to talk to us about our program, and our program is is really pretty simple. Uh, we offer an open end lease program um, on on the cars that are here. Uh, what you would do is you would apply. Hopefully, you would apply prior to the auction, so we can get you approved uh, to put your paddle up when the car comes up in auction, uh, knowing that um, we'll be the guy that'll help you pay for it. And our program is, is, again, pretty simple. We offer an open-end lease, which is a lease to buy. There's a prefixed residual at the end, which you're responsible for, for anywhere from two to five years, based on whatever you're looking at. We work out the terms here. You come here, uh, you're pre-approved, you've been on the car, you come back to us, and uh, we walk over to the people at Gooding. They transfer all the paperwork over to Putnam's name. We eventually get you leases. You sign them. We pay for the car. Gooding releases the car, and there you go. So it's a pretty seems like a pretty straightforward process then. Well, you do something for a really long time. Hopefully, you get really good at it. Yeah, I was going to say you might have done this once or twice before, right? Well, uh, um, I'm involved in the automobile leasing business as of yesterday for 41 years. Okay. And if you're not good at something after 41 years, you should probably find another profession. Or maybe it's you just working in the family business and someone's still keeping you on there. Mom's got a little bit of a soft spot for you. Uh, my family business was the post office, and I don't think the government needs another partner in that. No, no, I think they're doing very well in that business, or, or whichever way they're doing it. Some may say otherwise, but they're doing a job anyway. Yes, yes, yes. And as long as it gets there, what is it, by rain or hail or snow, isn't it that the... As long as it gets there. Yeah, at some point, and hopefully not too banged up. <laughs> so tell me what's your experience like then with, uh, with Car Week as a whole then. What do you spend your time mostly doing here then? 
talking to people, okay. looking at cars, explaining our program, both, uh, both myself and our crew. Everyone in our crew are trained automobile and leasing professionals. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this a very long time, and if someone wants to know about our program um, and work out numbers, we're prepared to do it for them, and uh, it works out really well. Sure. And obviously you've seen, with you being in the business of 41 years, you must have been to a couple of auctions then. More auctions than I can remember. More auctions. So, I mean, that's a, probably at least three or four auctions, that I'm guessing. Uh, probably at a zero. Okay. Or a couple, maybe a couple, a couple of zeros. I was going to say 30. I think I've been to 30 auctions. I was like, a couple of zeros probably makes more sense. Well, the interesting thing is that these auctions uh, have been around probably for 15 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. The real super, super high-end auctions um, there are other auctions that you know have been around for 30, 40 years, but nothing of the quality of the cars that are here at Gooding in particular and some of the other auctions. Certainly. I mean, we've got a, a spectacular one right out front of this booth, by the way. I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful car. I love the color. Yeah, the color is amazing. <laughs> it really it's, is. I mean, you don't expect it, and it's like, whoa, it's like really, really, it's so much prettier in person than it is in photos. It, it is indeed. But I'm guessing, though, with all those auctions that you've been to and, and all the people that you've worked with, there's been, probably been a few cars that you said, oh, I wish I just had a few extra zeros in my bank account to, to add to that collection. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, the way you look at it, I've bought some of the cars here. I couldn't keep my hand down. <laughs> really? Is that what yes. happens? Yes. Sometimes you get, you're like, well, I just, I just can't say no. And you're like, ah, let me put up my hand on this one because I walk around with a bidder's paddle. Mm-hmm. Not so much that I want to bid on something that I have customers and that's friends that will call me at the last minute and say, Stephen, this Ferrari, this Rolls, this Bentley, this Mercedes is just so beautiful. How do I bid on it? And it's five minutes before the car is supposed to come off. Sure. And I say, stay on the phone with me and I'll bid on it for you. Okay. But if we win, you own it. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> so that obviously that's my next question is, has that ever led into unusual phone calls and afterwards after the fact where maybe you've said you've come home to someone significantly important to you and said, you know what? I just bought something and they said Stephen come on why did you do this I mean so w- when you buy the car have you yeah. ever had to have like a, an unusual phone call said you know what wife children I bought 12 cars today right. I swear they're not mine someone else is going to be giving me the money for them in a day or two has ever had any had conversations like that um, not really people kind of either they let their family know what their intention is on paying for it or they don't let their, pan- their family know. I have one particular customer. He doesn't really buy at auctions. Okay. But his wife doesn't know how many cars he has. <laughs> he, he, calls, he calls, I hope he's not listening to this, he calls her the government. Okay. And that's the code word. It's in really. Between don't let the government know. So can I, just, can I ask a ballpark figure of then how many cars this, this mystery person may have then that, there's, that the kid doesn't want the government to know about? Uh, I don't know if he knows if she knows about all of them, but I would say in excess of 30. Oh, so how does one, do you just like, how, I mean, how does that even work when you just take a car out for a drive? Do you make sure that the government doesn't know about it? Is that what happens? Um, I guess. I don't go into details with him, but I guess when he goes out for the paper, it takes him a long time. When he goes to the storage facility, he keeps them. Uh, I don't know how he has time to drive all of them, but I have a bunch of cars, and I know I don't have the time to drive them. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I've only got, well, I haven't got that many cars. I'll, I'll be honest about that, but even through trying to get through all my cars of two, sometimes it's difficult to drive them both during the week. So I can't imagine having any more than that, and then obviously you see certain people with even more than, like, 30 or so. Yeah. Maybe even the hundreds. 
Well, there are definitely collectors that have in excess of 100 cars. I know, and I guess that at that point they're obviously managed by maybe an individual or a group of a team that will be working on to keep them running and so forth. Yes, usually they do. They'll have a person that can afford to have 100 Highline cars, can afford to have a couple of caretakers for them just to make sure the batteries are up to date and stuff like that. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so if they've got a, a several hundred cars of collection that can afford uh, a mechanic to so. kick some tires. Absolutely. Um, so, what about, so what is it in particular then about the leasing that's advantageous to uh, like a buyer, say, for example, than just like stumping up their own cash? What is it would you say or when you talk to people about well, it? Well, uh, there's a couple of advantages. Depending on what you buy, um, people who buy cars with their heart and not their head, um, they why not use the money that you would write a check for normally to make money with that money as opposed to putting it into a car that may go down in value? Okay. I mean, there's several cars here that will go up in value eventually, but why invest in an asset that's going to go down? Why don't you use our money to buy your dream? And that's kind of the primarily, primarily the thing that we, we, we touch on when we speak to our customers. There are also sales tax benefits to uh, leasing a car. If you live in California, if you live in Florida, if you live in Connecticut or Massachusetts, just to name a couple of them, you, you pay your sales tax not on the purchase price of the car, but on whatever your monthly installment is. Okay. So you buy your toy, you lease your toy, and... You pay, you keep it for a year, and you're tired of your toy, and you get rid of it. You've paid sales tax, in essence, on 12 monthly payments as opposed, as opposed to, to all up front. Sure. Just alone in this state, in the state of California, if you buy a car for a million dollars and you live in Los Angeles, you're going to pay $90,000 in sales tax on it. If you're tired of your toy after a year, there is no sales tax credit if you were to buy something else and use that as a credit in the state of California. So in essence, you've lost $90,000 straight off the bat, straight off the bat yep. as opposed to 12 months' worth of sales tax on whatever your monthly payment is. Sure, and obviously, and we take that million-dollar example, the 90000 if you've got to get that first before you're looking to make a profit to get that first, like, 9%, obviously, it's a bit of a dig in what you're hoping to make out of it as well. It is. Uh, and another really big asset uh, to, to doing business with Putnam Leasing is that we don't report to the credit bureaus. Okay. We borrow money from the bank to lease it to you. So if you were to take a loan against the car, it would show as an indebtedness on your credit bureau as opposed to um, it showing nothing other than the inquiry from us. Okay. So that makes it a lot. And that's, and that's really huge for the real estate investor, for someone who doesn't want to show that they're super leveraged with automobiles. Sure. Which would be handy, obviously, if you're in that kind of business or in that Absolutely, kind of thing. because banks look at how much money you've borrowed or you're borrowing right now when they evaluate if they're going to give you a mortgage, if they're sure. going to give you a business loan, if you're going to give you a construction loan, yeah. stuff like that. And so, um, as we talked about, obviously, we've got the car outside there that looks very pretty, the Ferrari. Yes. Is there any other cars that you've, since you, I know you and I have not yet been inside the tent, but in looking at the catalog, is there any other cars that jump out to you that say this is something that's rather special? I haven't really looked at them other than the catalog. I'm very partial to German cars. Okay. Uh, I want to look at a couple of the Porsches a little closely okay. and some of the Benzes. Um, Which, what type of the Porsches are you more interested in? I'm an air-cooled 911 guy. Okay. I've been that way all my life. Okay. You know, uh, stuff like that. And, and the Mercedes convertibles. Mm -hmm. I happen to have one myself, a really 
perfect 280 SL that I never drive, unfortunately, because I live in the East Coast. So uh, Yeah, the, when I look down at the business card, it says Connecticut, and so sometimes there's not quite as much sun in Connecticut as there is here in California. Um, no, it, older cars, um, it, you have a window of driving them in the spring, and when they, it gets kind of hot, you really don't want to drive them because these older cars don't really run that well yes. in the hot weather, and in the fall, and obviously you don't drive a car in the snow. No, never. And also as well, those drivers in the Northeast can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge out on the roads as well. Yes, for sure. Well, I live in the woods, so it's actually a lot of fun zipping around in them. But if you get out on the highway oh, yeah. with the tractor trailers and the trucks and the people zooming I in just, and out, I you're know, afraid. I've done that drive from Boston to New York once or twice, and those drivers, oh, they're tough. Yes, indeed they are. On the town. But no, so, Stephen, before we sign off, if people are looking to reach out to you or look for more information on Putnam Leasing, where should the listeners go to check these guys? Check you guys out. Um, I should you say. can look at our website. It's uh, www.putnamleasing.com. Uh, you can call us uh, at um, uh, our office in Connecticut, two zero three nine six one eighty two hundred. Um, and uh, you could just inquire. We have in-house salespeople, or if you want, pick up the phone and call and ask for me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in again. And, of course, you can always find me at No Breaking on Facebook and Instagram or at NoBreaking.com, N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.